0: You're listening to the CCF Saturday Night Service Podcast. To connect with us, you may chat us at m.me slash elevate We hope you enjoy today's talk.
1: Uh, good evening. It's a joy to be here with all of you. This is my first time to um, speak in this um, uh, in the SNS since it opened up again. So uh, thank you for having me here today. I want to begin by asking you a question. How many of you have have failed in something. Raise your hand. You failed in school or uh, you failed in business. Can I see your hands? You failed in your life. Okay. So I am in good company because lately, you know, I, at times you can get so discouraged. Do you agree? You just feel like, man, am I, am I just a failure? Is that what, is that what my destiny, destiny is? I keep failing. You know, I failed as a basketball player. Failed in um, you know some businesses that we're trying to do, and it gets discouraging. But I would say some of the most discouraging failures, I think, are the ones that are uh, very close to home, right? Like I was, um, we were in a family retreat, and it was Q- it was a Q and A, and one of the fathers stood up and he said, um, "I have a question." He said, "You know, I'm, I'm listening to everything that you guys are talking about, and I realized." I have messed up our family. I have failed so much. Is there any hope for me? So I don't know where you're at today, right? Maybe you you're going through a failure in in your career, or maybe you're going a failure through in your business, or maybe you're going through a failure in, in a relationship, at home, or a failure in your spiritual journey. You know, you're struggling, but I'm here to encourage you today because. This is the last message on finishing well. You know, you remember the character last week? Who was it? It was Abraham, right? And to finish well, we have to what? Have faith in God's promises no matter what. This week, we're going to be looking at Peter. And Peter, I love the Apostle Peter um, because I feel like I can relate to him. You know, he's, he's like a person of contradictions, highs and lows, but Peter finished well. And what is the main thought for today? Can we show the slide? To finish well, we need to keep on growing. Can you say that with me? Keep on growing. And that's what we'll learn from the Apostle Peter as we look at his life. So let's commit our time to the Lord. I know we prayed, but I want to pray again that uh, God would really use me today and that um, we would learn this as we look at scripture. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the life of Peter. Thank you that um, like Peter, Lord, we, we can relate. We have failures in our lives. We've, we've made mistakes. But I thank you that there is hope because of who you are and we can finish well. So I pray for all of us that you remove the distractions in our mind, the worries, the concerns, um, remove the, the distractions on our phones. Lord, help us to focus on you and on your word. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for we know that it is you that will be the one speaking through me. So I ask you, Holy Spirit, please use me as your instrument. Speak to all of us and help us, Father, to really embrace your message today that it will transform our life help us to keep on growing in Jesus name we pray amen so let's look at Peter let's look at the moment in Peter's life when he actually decided to follow Jesus it's interesting because we're gonna read it Luke chapter 5 but this is not the first time that Jesus appeared to Peter and like many of us maybe you're here for the first time But maybe this is not the first time you're hearing about Jesus either. And for those of you who have come to faith in Jesus, I think you can relate with Peter that it was was like a process also. You heard from somebody, you heard from this, and then all of a sudden, your eyes and your heart opened up to Jesus. So let's see Peter's journey. Let's read together Luke chapter 5, verses uh, 1 to 11. So I'll read and you can read with me. Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. That's the Sea of Galilee. And he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he came and he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. If you look at these verses... Peter and his friends weren't even a part of what Jesus was doing initially. He was teaching the people and their fishermen came in, and Jesus decides to get on one of their boats. When he had finished speaking, he said, Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, let's read this together, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. I want you to imagine, right? This is your business, you're a fisherman, you caught nothing at night, you're an expert, you know how to fish, and all of a sudden Jesus tells you, hey, go out again and throw, your, throw the net on the other side. And, you know, in your mind, you're probably like, it doesn't make any sense. We're done fishing. But for whatever reason, Peter listened and he starts catching all these fish. Would you be excited if you're a business person? Sulit, sulit yung paglabas namin I got all this fish and it's all flapping everything and so much it starts to break. But look what happens. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help them. Kasi sobrang talaga And they came and filled both of the boats. So they began to sink. But when Simon saw that, When he saw what was happening, the miracle that he was witnessing, what did he do? He fell down at Jesus' feet saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. When you encountered Jesus for the first time as your Lord and Savior, what was it that led you to say, Jesus, Jesus, Please, be my Lord and Savior. What did you understand about yourself? I think we can all relate to Peter. Whatever it was that was going on in his heart, Peter understood he's a sinner. And so he said, Lord, stay away from me. I'm not worthy. But he came to a point of surrender. And look at what Jesus said. For amazement had seized Peter and all his companions because of the catch of the fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, what? Do not fear. From now on, read this with me, you will be catching men. And how do we know Peter believed in Jesus? Look at verse 11. What did Peter do? When they had brought their boats to land, they left what? Everything. And followed him this was the third time scholars say that Peter had encountered Jesus first time maybe he was curious second time a little bit more interested but this third time Peter said I believe I believe so much that I am gonna leave what I'm doing I'm gonna follow you Jesus and I share that story with you because all of us are like Peter we're on a journey and I want to call dear brother who I just actually met But he's a friend of a friend. And let's welcome Carlo. He's going to share his story of how he encountered Jesus today. Let's welcome Carlo. Carlo?
0: self-centered, a remorseless liar, a troublemaker, a womanizer, and an alcoholic in denial. This described the kind of person I was when I got my then-girlfriend pregnant at the age of 22. About two years later, we separated, and I became an absentee father to my daughter. I hardly visited and was challenged at times to provide financial support. Sometime later, I dated another girl whom I had planned to propose to despite our toxic relationship. I thought marriage would make things better for us. But a day before my proposal, I discovered that she was seeing someone else behind my back. So we broke up. A few weeks later, at my birthday party, a woman next to our table introduced me uh, by a common friend. Her name is April. Even though I was still hurting from my recent breakup, April and I eventually started dating. After only two months, we learned that she was pregnant. Given the situation, we decided to live together, thinking that that was the responsible thing to do. But due to my persistent bad habits and behavior, our relationship soon, talk, uh, soon became toxic as well. We broke up and got back together so many times, and I felt stuck in this endless cycle. My misery and confusion led me to attend CCF Sunday services, where some of my relatives were attending. In the middle of our cycle of breaking up and getting back together, April became pregnant once again, this time with twin boys. During that pregnancy, I encouraged her to attend the Sunday services with me. Yes, we were attending, but not convicted about living in sin. Thus, we continued to struggle as a couple, and while I remained indulged in my vices and continued a double life, uh, in December 2018, after Christmas, we had this emotional argument, and I decided to leave April, and our kids a six-year-old daughter, and three-year-old twin boys. Honestly, I did not want to add any, any, uh, even one fatherless child into the world, but then it looked like I was already making four. I dropped off my stuff at my mom's place, went to a bar, and got wasted. Not wanting to ruin my family's holiday, I impulsively decided to go to Puerto Galera alone with just a mobile phone and some money in my pocket. And so I traveled there. For three days on the island, I would eat, drink alcohol, casually talk to people, recount all my failures, and then return to my rented room drunk, only to wake up the next morning to emptiness and worthlessness and repeat the process in the hope of escaping the despair. On the New Year's Eve, um, I woke up very early and made the decision to return to my mom's place since I could no longer handle the depression. However, it began to rain heavily and all the boat rides to Batangas bus terminal were canceled. I asked God why, but I eventually realized that he wasn't done breaking me yet. Trapped on the island, I watched the people celebrate with their families And friends, by the beach as I welcomed the new year by myself. It was the first day of 2019 and I woke up alone in the same small room with extreme loneliness. The sadness overwhelmed me and I broke down in tears before God. I acknowledged that I could no longer run my life my way. I gave up and humbly surrendered my life to the Lord. That was my turning point. As soon as I arrived at my mom's place, I searched for CCFD groups in Makati. Gino Rodriguez became my D-group leader. The process of developing my relationship with Jesus started with uh, a ton of praying, studying God's word, and having fellowship with other committed Christ followers. I got water water baptized at True uh, True Life 8 Retreat. Then I experienced the Holy Spirit's regular convictions and discipline while serving in ministries ministries and witnessing to others. I clearly saw changes in my life that I never imagined could happen. I even did mission work until the pandemic lockdown put our activities on hold. However, in spite of the spiritual victories, my family was still not in order. I thought April had still not forgiven me of my mistakes and felt that the relationship may have been damaged beyond repair. Although it was uh, already a hopeless case for me, I still prayed that April would one day marry a godly man, someone who would love her as how Jesus loves his church, for her and our kids' sake. In January 2021, after being chaotic for more than two years, April allowed me to talk to her again and the kids. This time, instead of being arrogant and play the blame game, I practiced the principles of being slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger, and would constantly share anything about my faith. I found out that April had been praying for me all along. Her specific prayer was for God to change me so that I could be the husband and father God wanted me to be. Over the following weeks, God led us to forgive one another and he restored my relationship with April and my kids. Once more, I returned to my family. But this time, Jesus was with me. He alone can turn brokenness into a blessing. <laughs> Praise God. After some time, uh, we both agreed to finally honor God. <laughs> it- in our partnership, I surprised April with a marriage proposal in front of our families, both our families. And she said yes. Looking back, God heard and answered our prayers. We attended premarital counseling, or PMC online, at CCF Makati twice, uh, led by Pastor Ronnie Discipolo, to align, uh, align us with God's design for marriage. Amazingly, April personally decided to commit herself first to Jesus before committing herself to me. And so, she publicly declared her faith in Christ through water baptism. I baptized her, my wife-to-be, the dawn before our wedding. That afternoon, in the midst of pandemic, we got married. By God's grace, my wife and I are now leading a couples d-group, volunteering as premarital counselors and being involved in a few other ministries. More importantly, we are committed to raising our kids in the ways of the Lord, including my 17-year-old daughter, the eldest daughter who lives with her mom, and finally, On the exact day of our first wedding anniversary, God blessed our marriage with another pregnancy. An additional son born just two weeks ago for us to love and point to Jesus. My name is Carlo Mercado, a sinner who was transformed through brokenness by God's grace alone. To him be all the honor, glory, and praise. Praise God, brother.
1: Friends. Is there hope when we make mistakes? There is in Christ. I think April is here, right? Yeah. April, can you yeah, stand?
0: Re- all my family are here.
1: Can you stand up?
0: Yeah, all
1: the rest of my family. There's your baby. Congratulations. Yeah. We praise God for you. We want to pray for you. You know they came all the way from Cavite. Uh, uh, I'm this- no, just in City, oh, City. Today. today, okay? But you live in Cavite, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can lie, bro. I can okay. Lie. No. Let's pray for Let's pray for our brother in April, their family. Lord, we thank you so much for Carlo. Thank you so much for April. Thank you, Lord, how all of us, Lord, are, in, are on a journey, and I thank you for how you grabbed the hold of Carlo's life, Lord, at a moment where he felt most alone, the moment where he felt there was no more hope for him and his family. Father, we thank you that you are the God of hope. Thank you that you are the God that convicts our heart, softens us. You are the God that leads us to repentance. And I pray for my brother Carlo, Lord. I thank you for his commitment to serve you, to please you. I pray for April. Thank you for their new baby. Thank you for all their children. We pray for all of them, Father, that they would grow to love you, to live for you. And like what we're learning today, Lord, I pray that you help them to finish well. Help them to keep growing in their relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God, brother. You know, the greatest day that you can remember probably was the day that you gave your life to Christ as well. But something about Peter, you know, Peter, when he had his greatest fall, right, when was it? Was it at the beginning of his relationship with Jesus? No, it was towards the end. Actually, Peter did some amazing things. What are some of the things that Peter did? He walked on water. Remember that? He recognized who Jesus is. He was present during the transfiguration. I have the verses there so you can see it, but I'm, I'm not going to read through all of them. I'm just sharing with you what, what Peter did. But Peter also had moments of, of real um, failure. Like the time that Jesus had to rebuke Peter. Jesus actually told Peter, get behind me, Satan, right? You are a stumbling block to me for you are not setting your mind on God's interests but man's and of course what we read a while ago when Peter actually denied Jesus what's our message today to finish well you must keep on growing and to keep on growing you have to grow from your failure can you say it with me grow from your failure and you have to embrace that failure isn't final that is not your final destination you are not a failure in life you are going through failure maybe but that's not who you are if you give your life to Jesus like our brother did he can take something that's so magulo and make it something beautiful that's what Jesus does so whatever failure you're going through right now don't believe the lie of Satan which will tell you You are just such a failure. I know you hear that because I hear that voice too. It is not true. But you need to grow from your failure. What is terrible is we keep making the same mistake over and over and over again. So what happened to Peter? How was it that when he was mature in his relationship with Christ, that's when he fell? You would think the more mature you become in Christ, the stronger you become as a Christian. Correct? Supposed to be. But maybe not necessarily. Is it possible? Is it possible that the more mature we become, I mean, the the older we become as Christians, is it possible to love Jesus with less intensity than you did when you first came to know Christ? Yes. Is it possible to follow him less closely? It is. It is. So let's learn from Peter, okay? Let's learn from Peter's mistake and let's learn from our own mistake. So what happened to Peter? Look at at Peter's spirit. I love his spirit. Let's read it together. Simon Peter, verse 36. Simon Peter, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I go, you cannot follow me, but you will follow later. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you right now? I will lay down my life for you. Now, let me ask you, if you're a coach and you have a player who tells you, Coach, I will lay down my life for you. How do you feel as a coach? Okay, this guy is going to get playing time. I say, buo yung puso niya right? Was Peter willing? Was he, did he have a willing spirit? Yes. Peter was, if you guys play um, Texas Hold'em for fun, right? Not for, not for gambling, but you know, we, we, I, I, like, I like the game Texas Hold'em. You a point where you go what? All in, right? All in. This is the kind of person Peter was. He was an all in kind of guy. He was committed. So it wasn't a matter of him not being willing to follow Jesus. He was all in. But look at what Jesus said. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, a rooster will not crow until you deny me three times I like what Colin Smith said he said Peter overestimated the power of the willing spirit he had a willing spirit and he underestimated the power of his own reluctant flesh that's something that I want to warn all of you followers of Jesus do not overestimate the power of your willing spirit because you're here today I know that you are all in that you want to follow Jesus but is that enough to finish well don't overestimate your willing spirit we have a flesh remember Jesus said the spirit is willing but the flesh is the flesh is weak so what happened to peter let's read Matthew 26 these are the verses before his denial Jesus said to them you will all fall away Because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered. That is a biblical prophecy that was written hundreds of years before Jesus came. Jesus said, it is written. This is what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. You will all, you will all fall away. But after I have been raised, verse 32, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But what did Peter say? Peter said to him, read it with me. Even though all may fall away because of you, I will never fall away. What is one of the signs of pride? The thought, the idea that I am stronger and better than others. You see, what did Peter in was his pride. And what every Christian, the more you serve God, the more faithful you are to God... The one thing that all of us will struggle with is the same thing that Peter struggled with, which is pride. And the moment you start thinking, right? I'm better than my spouse. I'm better than my parents. I'm better than my friends. The moment you think you're stronger than others, that's already a sign of pride. What else? Jesus... Jesus told the disciples, right? You will all, can you read it with me, the first part? You will all fall away because of me this night. Did all of them hear it? They did. But what did Peter say? Not me. So the moment you start hearing Jesus' message for other people, it's also another sign of pride. You're listening to a message. Ah, okay, it's about pride. It's about pride the moment you start thinking ah this message he needs to hear this message this is exactly what he needs to hear and you don't hear the message of Jesus anymore right or you read something and you're like oh I can teach this but you're not letting it transform you that's another sign of pride you see that in Peter's life Jesus says all this is for all of you but Peter said no 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 it's this doesn't apply to me it's not me it's them I will never fall away. What's another sign of spiritual pride? Verse 40, same, same chapter. He came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, so you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? The flesh is weak. When you start not praying, That is another sign of pride. Peter was warned, watch and pray. Your flesh is weak. Prayerlessness is one of the greatest signs of pride. If you find yourself not taking time to pray, not praying, what in essence are you saying? I can do this on my own strength. I have the strength, I don't need God, that's why I don't pray. So prayerlessness. So what are the signs of pride? You feel you're stronger and better than others. You hear the words of Jesus for someone else, and you no longer need to pray. How do you keep growing? Learn from your mistakes. Grow from your mistakes. That was Peter's mistake. He became proud. You know, sin is very interesting there's always two components of sin, right? The first com- component is the wayward. Wayward. That means you were caught off guard. You were caught in a moment of weakness, right? You were driving down Edsa, you saw this billboard, you look. you started lusting, a moment of weakness. Or somebody cuts you off, you say a bad word because you're angry, you get angry, moment of weakness. But the other part of sin is the willful, what's the willful you're on the internet you see an ad or you see something come up uh, a sexy picture or something maybe a moment of weakness maybe the wayward but then to click on it who decides to click on it you do I do if I click on it right that's the willful component and you will find in sin the more willful the sin is the darker the more deadly and the more difficult it is to get out of sin so if you look at Peter remember when he denied Jesus the first time he's like no 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 that's not me right no that's not me the second time he said something no 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 that's, of course that's not me what's the third time that's not me I don't know that man each moment the willful became greater and greater so if you're struggling with something right Maybe you are experiencing the failure right now because of a bad decision or a sin in your life. Nip it in the bud. Repent before the wayward becomes willful. Because when you are willfully living in sin and you continue to go back to that sin, which is what happens in our lives, you get stuck in a rut. And that's not the life God designed for you. You are a child of God Yes, you may be tempted in this area, but that's not who you are. You have victory in Christ. So, did Peter grow and learn from his mistakes? He did. What's the second point? To finish well, we must keep on growing. So we grow from our mistakes. We grow, say this with me, in your humility. So how do we know Peter became humble, right? If he was proud, which is what led to his fall, how did we know he became humble? Look at the book of Second Peter. So Peter, we know for sure, wrote two, bu- two books. First Peter and Second Peter. In Second Peter, he says this, You younger men, likewise be subject to your elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. For God is what? Opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Peter, in the second book of his letter, in his letter, reminds all Christians, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. And he connects anxiety to humility, right? If you are humble, you will pray. You will cast your anxiety on God. You will lift it up to him. And how do we know he actually lived this out? Well, we know in the book of Galatians, that Peter was actually corrected by Paul. It says here, when Cephas, that's Peter, went to Antioch, I, op- I opposed him to his face. This is the Apostle Paul. He's saying, I opposed Peter to his face because Peter stood condemned. For prior to the coming of certain men from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he began to withdraw and hold himself aloof, fearing the party of the circumcision. Have you ever been in that situation? where you feel pressured to act a certain way because of maybe the people in the, in the group, Peter was starting to feel pressured. And so, whereas before he was eating meals with the Gentiles, being like there's no distinction between Gentile and Jew in Christ, he was having a distinction. So Paul corrected Peter. And the rest of the Jews joined Peter in hypocrisy with the result that even Barnabas was carried away by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in the presence of all, if you being a Jew live like the Gentiles and not like the Jew, how is it that you compel the Gentiles to live like the Jews? So was it a a strong rebuke? And mind you, this is after Peter has already received the Holy Spirit, right? Peter has already been preaching and thousands have been coming to know Christ because God is using Peter. You see, in life, we're always going to be In a process of becoming more and more like Christ and when you are corrected if you grow in humility you will accept correction who is the hardest person to hear correction from be honest who is the hardest for me is that woman over there where is she she's a lovely woman but my wife when my wife says something for my improvement I don't like it why not because it's a symptom of pride in me, right? I have pride. I wrestle with pride. So, how you receive or not receive correction is a very good indicator if you're growing in humility. So, learn to be like the Apostle Peter. How do we know he received the correction well? Again, look at his last letter. When he finished up, this is towards the end of his letter. He says, Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found by him, by Jesus in peace, spotless and blameless, just as our, who, beloved brother, Paul. You know, if Peter didn't have a good relationship with Paul, he would not call him beloved brother. Peter affirmed Paul according to the wisdom given him he wrote to you. He actually talks about how Paul's writings are Pretty complex actually he says in the next verses but it's a compliment to how how great Paul was as a servant of God so Peter he grew in humility how can you grow in in humility Acts chapter 1 verse 8 read this with me you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth so even to grow in humility You need the Holy Spirit. He's the one that keeps you growing. Lastly, we need to grow from our mistakes, grow in humility, and to keep on growing, we need to grow by God's grace. You know, many of us, we like to rely on our own ability or on on our own, um, again, willpower. You hear a message, you're like, okay, I'm going to be humble. I'm going to learn from my mistakes. To grow in God's grace, what does that mean? Look at the Apostle Paul. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me did not prove vain, but I labored even more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God with me. Do you know why our brother Carlo broke down in emotion? Why do you think? because he experienced the grace of God you will see in Peter's life the grace of God you will see as we read these verses what does the grace of God look like in Philippians 1 6 it says I am confident of this very thing that he and who's he Jesus who began the good work in you remember how Jesus reached out to Peter at the beginning of the story at the beginning of this message He called Peter the fish. Peter realized that he was a sinner, touched by God's grace. Jesus began the good work in Peter. Jesus never left Peter. Even though he went through those ups and downs, even denying Jesus, it is he that will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Look, when Jesus appeared to Peter after he was crucified, he appeared to Peter, I think, six times. The first time, we don't really have an account. This is to the, with the guys that were walking to the road of Emmaus. But we have this account in John chapter 20. Look at what Jesus said to Peter. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, so all the doors were closed, the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, um, they were hiding in this room, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, So somehow, someday, when you get a new body... This is super body. You can go through walls. Jesus was in the room, and what did Jesus say to them? Peter, do you remember what you did to me? Is that what Jesus said? No, what did Jesus say? Peace. Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Verse 21 Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I also send you. And then, eight days later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came and the doors having been shut and stood in their midst and said, what? Peace be with you. How many times did Peter deny Jesus? Three times. How many times did Jesus say, peace be with you? Three times. You see the grace of God? He didn't point out Peter's mistake. If God is gracious to us, can we be gracious to people? Sometimes it's so easy for us when we see the people that have done wrong to us, we want to immediately let them know what they did wrong. Maybe we can learn a thing or two from Jesus. He's gracious. If you experience God's grace, that's why to finish well, you need to grow through the grace of God, by the grace of God, because when you experience God's grace, you respond well even to the difficult people in your life. And I love this part. John 21, 15, 16, all the way down to 17. When they had finished breakfast, you know, after Jesus appeared to, to his disciples, right, and said, peace, peace, he was telling them, peace be with you. Jesus also appeared to them um, and commissioned the disciples, remember? What is the mission verse of CCF? Go, therefore... And make disciples of all nations, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Jesus commissioned the disciples that. That was a commissioning of a group of disciples. But you know that Jesus commissioned Peter personally? Peter had gone back fishing. I don't fully know why he had gone back fishing. Maybe even after Jesus had appeared to them, he, maybe he felt... I'm not worthy to serve Jesus. Maybe I'm not worthy to have this grace of God in my life. So he went back to what he knows how to do, fish. And Jesus comes to the shore, and they see him from afar. And Jesus is actually cooking on the shore. And the disciple recognizes Jesus, and and Peter, in his excitement, jumps into the water and swims to the shore. And now he's having this encounter with Jesus. And look at what Jesus says to him. After they had breakfast, he says, Simon Peter, Simon son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, shepherd my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? He said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. Do you sense any pride in Peter? In fact, you know, you don't. He didn't say, yeah, I love you more than everybody here. I love you more than everybody here. I will do what you say. He was actually saying, Lord, you know I love you. What is Jesus doing here? Jesus is confirming Peter. He's saying, Look, you're still going to be my guy. Remember, he said, Upon this church, upon this rock, I will build my church. Peter, you are the guy. He's saying, Do you love me? If you love me, this is what it looks like you will serve me. It is Jesus that reached out to Peter. It is Jesus that appeared to Peter. Jesus saved Peter. Jesus continued to reach out to Peter. How do we know that? Look at 1 Peter 5.10. He says, After you suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will what? Himself, perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. The grace of God is, it is Jesus himself that reaches out and meets you where you're at you may have been struggling you may have been failing in something but Jesus you can count on him he will be there to pick you up just like he picked Peter up but you have to open up your life to him right you have to learn from your your mistakes what's our message today finish well keep on growing grow from your failure grow in your humility Grow by the grace, by God's grace. And this is the memory verse. Read it with me. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Did Peter finish well? He did. We know by what we have in history that Peter was actually crucified upside down for Jesus. The same guy who denied Jesus three times was somebody that God used to be his mouthpiece, his main servant in the early church, and he finished well. Will you finish well? I believe you will. But we need to keep on growing. Last verse, and this is my prayer for all of us, that one day we will hear Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Heavenly Father, we bow our heads before you. We acknowledge that like Peter, we have ups and we have downs. And maybe like Peter, we have heard about you, but we have not yet surrendered our life to you. But thank you, Lord, for Peter's example. When he encountered the reality that he is a sinful person, the reality that he needs a savior, Father, he dropped everything and surrendered his life to you. And that began the most amazing journey of his life. And throughout the ups and downs, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Your grace is something that we don't deserve. Your grace is something that we need to continue to grow in, and it grows as we get to know you more. But Lord, as we get to know you more, I pray we become more and more humble. As we get to know you more, Lord, I pray that we would love you more than we first loved you when we first came to know you. As we get to know you more, as we grow in grace, as we grow in knowledge, Lord, I pray you help us to follow you even ever more so closely. Protect us from sin, Lord. You know the waywardness of our heart. You know the willfulness of our own Hearts as well and we come before you in repentance and if you're that person and you want to pray with me a prayer of repentance and a prayer of recommitment to Jesus and Jesus is saying look I love you will you live your life for me the same commissioning that Jesus had for Peter he is wanting us to also embrace will you tend the, sh- the lambs will you shepherd the flock Will you invest your life in the people that God has placed around you? If you experience God's grace, you will. So pray with me in your heart something like this. Lord, I admit that I am prone to wander and stray from following you. But I wanna thank you, Jesus, for your grace that you died on the cross for me. Not only did you save me, but you promised to help me finish this race until the day I see you. So Lord, this thing in my life that is holding me back, I humble myself before you and I surrender it to you. And you know what it is. So you, in your own words, tell Jesus, I surrender this. I repent, Jesus. And I choose, by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit, I choose you. I want to follow you all the way Lord, thank you that even though my flesh is weak, your spirit is greater than my flesh. And I'm going to trust and rely on you. Help me to be prayerful. Help me to be humble. Help me to learn from my mistakes. And help me, Lord, to grow in grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening. We'd love to stay connected with you, so make sure to subscribe to our podcast or join an Elevate group through chatting with us. See you at our next podcast.